spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome in to DC On Screen episode 183. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hi, yeah. Uh, today is a news episode. This is a news episode, and uh, we usually do these weekly. I don't believe we're going to be doing it uh, next week, though, right? No. No, I, I, I apologize, but I have to get married to the one person on Earth that's going to put up with me. Right. So, uh, congratulations so... on that, Jason. Woo! That's, but, um, so, that's yeah. a bad woo. I actually am excited. Love you, Christian. <laughs> I think I just heard her roll her eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I think I felt it. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we are going to do the series, the, the season finales next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Those okay. are um, those are those are worked in. Good. Those are going to get worked in. Uh, they will be a little late, just like this. It was all a little late this week, but uh, you had another Still. wedding to go to Saturday. Very sorry. Yeah, I was a groomsman in a wedding the week before my wedding. <laughs> Yeah, people like to get Sorry. married at this time of year, and yeah, I'm just going. It's... How would you do the, 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 all the shows are ending? Your season finales. What what's, what do you have? What, what's, what's Why would you have them now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know spring June. and shit, but whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that is true. We did. Is May 18th was our was our birthday for the show. No. We've been doing this show for a year, man. I know. Uh, a good I posted, year. I posted a little thing on Facebook and on Twitter and some places. Uh, Freddy Ubaldo, long, long time listener, said, mm-hmm. I thank you and Jason for doing this. Keep it up. Absolutely, man. Still working on your Batman. You're next. Absolutely, yeah, by the way. Still working on you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said something like the Batman, so you're getting right. something like the Batman. But yeah, yeah. object openly if you just wanted Batman right now, because <laughs> otherwise you're getting an altered alternate version of it. Either and way, please man. tell me because I haven't inked anything yet. Hey, you, hey. Either way, you said something like the Batman. Even if you said Batman, you, you said Jason. So you're gonna get something like the Batman anyway. That's <laughs> uh? true. Uh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jason's good. truer, truer words. I like your artwork, buddy. I do. I, I have oh, a bunch I of it. it. I enjoy your. I like it. I enjoy your uh, enthusiasm. Your unearned enthusiasm. <laughs> But this first year has been incredibly fun. It's also been really exhausting at times. Uh, but we've come into a contact with a lot of great people. Uh, a couple of stinkers, not going to lie. There's a couple of you I'm giving the stink eye to. But most of you have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I mean, on various occasions, we've we've been called a, a number of things, including uninformed idiots. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, 
I never will be sure. But they did uh, write the review on the wrong iTunes account. So yeah, which so we was, have a weird uh, duplicate. So you know, which we haven't been to work out. It, it, working with I uh, with, with <laughs> Apple it, uh, about your account status is just a cumbersome process. It is. It um, takes time. But so, overall, yeah. Overall, the podcast has been an, ex- an intensely positive experience for me. Um, and as the television shows wind down, I've been actually looking- even even with the uh, the negative comments, I've gotten a good laugh out of that too. So oh yeah, yeah. I've kind like, of enjoyed the whole <laughs> the whole fucking thing. The few negative comments we've had, like, have given me a crack every once in a while. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. At worst, I've kind of thought, "Oh, I do do that." Oh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my favorites is we got we got kind of yelled at for I guess laughing at our own jokes. I don't know. I I didn't know what to do with that. I, on um... our website, I actually looked the guy up, and he has a podcast of himself. And like the whole thing is like him, like it's like fart jokes. Like I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah. Sorry, I don't <laughs> Look, know. I I, like... I totally get the whole like don't laugh at your own jokes thing. I just also we uh, it, it's just <laughs> it's mean you having a conversation. So I don't. I don't know how to really help that. Yeah. It's, um, um, but yeah, overall. It. annoys me too sometimes. Overall, yeah. very, very, very positive experience for me. Um, and as I was saying, uh, TV season is winding down. Yeah. I've been looking into some interesting ways to double down on listener interaction uh, to make it more, you know, fun for the listener. Uh, we are getting into some crossover stuff and uh, we're getting some of that set up. And I'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Um. But we're also looking, I'm looking into ways to reward diehard listenership and interaction. Um, maybe some options for Patreon uh, so people can help support the show if they want to. Uh, and also, don't worry, I, I, I hate the idea of like doing um, exclusive content as far as like recording a private episode for people who pay. Like, I am never going to do that. This show is never going to be that. Like, I yeah. hate that. Yeah. Um, all the shows are free. That's yeah. you get every show. You don't have to pay for it. That's yeah. you know, um, and I, I bring that up because I was talking to Christopher White, one of our of, first fans. Of free content. Yeah. So I mean, if you happen to watch all the shows we actually cover, so yeah. But um, dude, thank you everyone, all the listeners. Um, be you a comment lever or a silent listener, um, you are all loved and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, mm-hmm. as are you, Jason Goss. You are the best co-host in the podcasting business, sir. And I, I couldn't, and more importantly, would not want to do this show without you. So I, thank you for everything, dude. Uh, don't want to get sappy. See, I'll just, I'll, I'll just say I feel the same. You're the best guy I ever knew. You may not think you're a hero, <laughs> <laughs> but you are to me. You got that. Just uh, Legend of Tomorrow, people. There's, right. a, there's a cry moment if you watch all thirteen. <laughs> So onto the uh, out of the sap and onto the onto the news. We are officially doing a crossover with Suicide Squad cast in July. Yes, uh, sir. We are going to review the worst of the worst DC films, with the first part being on Suicide Squad cast and the second part being on this show, DC on Screen. We ran a poll last week. It was between Batman and Robin, Catwoman, Steel, and Jonah Hex. Batman and Robin won. Uh, if you guys follow us on Twitter, what was the margin, by the way? <laughs> They got close with Catwoman. Like they were, it was a lot Catwoman, of fun. Catwoman pulled up. Catwoman pulled up because uh, Tim really wanted to be Catwoman, yeah, and Scott fair. really wanted to be Batman and Robin because Tim has apparently not seen Batman and Robin. 
Oh. So they were, it was a lot of fun. I was just watching those cats trying to get people like, come on, Catwoman people, get over here. They got close, (laughs) but it was, yeah, it was a small margin. But you know, the the 38 people that are still alive that have watched Jonah Hex and Seal, just, they they weren't represented. (laughs) Even those people were like, "Mm mm-mm, no, nope. Nope, nope. Batman and Robin's worst. Click. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so we're, 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 we're covering that then. Hmm? So we're covering uh, Batman and Robin? That, yeah, that's what we're, we're going to do. Sounds good. Which means you're going to have to sit down and watch Batman and Robin, my friend. I, um, I will begin the coping process. <laughs> the coping process? Are you already in mourning? There's... <laughs> Probably going to be a therapist involved. You know, it's, um... I, you know, I'm I'm tempted to cheat because I've seen Batman and Robin so many times when I was a kid that mm-hmm. because I would ha- I'd watch the first one and then because I'm a completist I'd have to watch all the others um, every time. Some say that that might be you know a form of you know OCD or something. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> I'm much better about it now. When I was a kid, like I would just like keep I would just get on a Batman kick and watch those four movies over and over again. Right. Even though I knew one of them sucked or multiple. I mean, that's what you had at the sucked. time. Um, so. Oh yeah. You watched them. Yeah. I understand. I mean, Batman, yeah, Batman the animated series only came on once a day. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, on to other news. You couldn't get uh, the like accumulated version, or you just you would have watched like every TAS just over and over again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which you know, as that was proven when I started just taping them, when I found out they were coming on. Uh, Cartoon Network later, I started taping them. Anyway. Honest to God, like, uh, TA, uh, animated series aired like an hour after school let out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four And o'clock. that was, yeah, that was the motivating factor for me not getting detention when I was in school. Mm-hmm. That, that was the main reason I actually woke up early enough to get to school, so I, my, my tardies didn't eventually accumulate and me missing an episode of Batman. Yep. I, I regret nothing. I only that missed a few right. episodes. Had I trouble just... waking up. I, I tried, but I remember, I honestly do. I remember like, cause sometimes, you, you know, the line would be really long or like something would happen. And like, I don't know, our mom couldn't pick us up from school mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. like directly on time. Every oh, it was, day it was I treacherous. would stand there and pray. I'm not joking. Pray. Yeah. Yeah. That she got there on time or at so least not home. even on time, not even on time. Screw on time. I don't care about on time. Just in time for me to get home and watch Batman. <laughs> totally understand. I knew it was going to be like one I've already seen a million times. Yeah. I didn't care. Anyway. But it might not be. It <laughs> might be a new one. And yeah. shit. Had to be home. <laughs> Man, I, you know, uh, I don't know. Man, I would I'd be so disappointed when I get home and it would be like that Tiger Tiger episode. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Island of Dr. Moreau shit. <laughs> Red Claw or something. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like Red Claw was... I, I hated the Red Claw episodes, too. I'm like... Except for the one where, like, Alfred was a badass, and they were like, oh, yeah, he was also, like, James Bond. That was cool. Well, sure, but, uh, but it, it got to that. It was, you know, yeah, early yeah. on kind of boring. All right, we, we've anyway, done a yeah. lot of TAS talk this week. We'll, we should... <laughs> I tried to move on a couple of times, but we kept going. I'm sorry. So. I'm sorry. I, I helped. We should carry on. <laughs> so uh, big news this week. 
supposedly, I could have sworn this was already confirmed and talked about, but apparently it's still not confirmed, but it's a big rumor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hollywood Reporter is coming out saying that John Berg and Jeff Johns are going to be co-running DC Films. They're going to be executive producers on the... uh, on all the upcoming movies, uh, people, detractors of Zack Snyder have been putting, uh, you know, these are so-called professional journalists as well have been, mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. Oh, look at this. This is finally happening. They're, you know, Zack Snyder's going to be depowered and this is the Kevin Feige of DC. No, it's not what happens. That was happening guys. Uh, Jeff Johns has been the executive producer the entire time. Go back and look at man of steel and, uh, Maybe not Man of Steel, but at least Batman v Superman. Yeah. And John Berg was working on Batman v Superman. Yeah, John Berg has a relationship with Ben Affleck. They've worked together on a bunch of shit, but he's been working. These, these cats have been running on this stuff. They just decided to have, like, genre streams where these, like, Jeff Johns is going to be answering to Diane Nelson from DC Entertainment. Mm-hmm. John Berg is going to be talking to the cats from Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's not, not a whole lot is changing. I know you guys, no, it's, like, it's, all these people it's not think a, it's... it's not a fix. Like, everyone's like, oh, if finally, Jeff fix, Johns is the Kevin Feige. A, a, He's not. No, because they are running a different kind of system. Uh, they, they have a different hierarchy than mm-hmm. uh, the MCU ultimately has to deal with. So, And everyone keeps pushing at the same... Everyone's, like, Maybe the problem that, as far as them the making polarizing films like they've done. Well, I mean, you look, they're... People are... Everyone's saying, complaining that... You know, they're either copying Marvel or they're not copying Marvel enough. They need a Kevin Feige. They don't necessarily need a Kevin Feige. They don't. I mean, you got Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck. That's really all you need. And I'm yeah. sure this this uh, John Berg character, I mean, he's he was working on BBS as well. Yeah. I'm sure he's fine. Like, he's worked with uh, Ben on a bunch of good movies. So, hell yeah. yeah. Doesn't seem whatever. to have a blight on the record anywhere. Let it let it roll. All right. Uh, Berg was already working on Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. Um, <laughs> I actually obviously, don't. I I I physically don't think anything is changing. I really don't either. I think they just put out some news so that it would seem like it was changing. I, I like. I think Zack Snyder is going to work with the same job he had yesterday. You know. Mm-hmm. If anything, they're they're just giving it names and they're pushing it into these, as they put it, uh, genre streams. Like uh, Berg and Johns are going to be working on the DC films while um, Courtney Valenti is going to be doing the Lego projects and the Harry Potter stuff. And mm. um, Jesse Ehrman and uh, a person whose name I cannot pronounce for the life of me, Nija Kukindal yeah. is going to be doing like comedy and family and sci-fi and action. And they're just splitting up some, some, some roles. And I'm pretty sure John's was already doing that. Now, there's also another. There's also a bit of news that they've been talking about, and they've been trying to link it. And I think it is linked. But while Johns hasn't confirmed that this is any of this is true about the executive producer thing, I mean, I assumed it was. Anyway, um, he was talking about DC, and everyone's saying like, "Oh, Johns is secretly against Zack Snyder." No, I don't think that's true. Um, <laughs> he was I, talking I, about. I really don't like Snyder. He he does deep cut stuff with his work. I, it, mm-hmm. Johns would be the guy that appreciates that. So uh, Johns is he's he's so in depth he appreciates pretty much any take on these characters. He he wouldn't like neglect Snyder's take on the characters. Mm-hmm. I think he's got kind of a Grant Morrison feel for it. Oh, they're all valid. Yeah, I mean Johns was uh, 
he was at a conference and he was talking about uh, what he thinks makes the DC mythos unique. And uh, what he kept saying was hope and optimism. And everyone's like, oh, he's coming out against Zack. No, he didn't. He's not. He didn't say anything about Batman v Superman or the movies. He did say that uh, he didn't confirm his new position, but told everyone they could, quote, connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also said that uh, his take on Superman is, I think people make a mistake when they say Superman's not relatable because he's so powerful. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's a farm boy from Kansas who moves to the city and just wants to do the best he can with what he's got. That's the most relatable character in the world. Oh, and he's not. God, I love the way he describes him, though. Right? Seriously. So, um, but I don't, I don't know saying, if the hashtag's out there or if it's just Chris Wisdom, but in John's we trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like everyone, like people are saying, like, oh, so he's, his take on Superman is different than, than Zack Snyder. Man, I really don't think so. I don't. Like... I think Batman v Superman was an integral and necessary step to take, especially when you're con- like when you look at the Superman story and you go and you look at today's world and you say, and I'm not going today's world is so gritty. Yeah. Pretty much since the '60s, maybe even before that is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you're gonna have governments wondering whose side he's on. You're gonna since Cold War became a huge deal. Like hmm. that's yeah. the story they should have been telling the entire time. Is that, look, alien falls from the sky, some shit's going to go down, and this character's going to have to find his hope and his, find his place in this world. They're still getting yeah. there. Now, four or five years from now, I want to be looking back going, yes, that was the thing that had to happen to him before we got to the character that I fell in love with when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I mean, on the Man of Steel review, I talked about, like, yeah, I kind of wanted that more hopeful Superman, but at the same time, I also wanted, you know... <laughs> Like people in churches blowing their brains up because aliens exist and it means their faith is wrong. <laughs> like I wanted crazy shit. <laughs> like so, I wanted the realistic take too, and you can't have both all the time. And yeah. Batman v Superman was a natural progression of that. Yeah, they're saying that Justice League is going to be more more bright, more sunny, more hopeful. I'm excited for and that. I am. Don't get me wrong. But I don't see how it can be. This was a very dark film. It I, was I, a very dark film. There's nowhere to go but up. I don't think it was tone. so dark that people should be, you know, saying I can't take my kids to a Batman movie. I didn't think it was that dark. I don't know what well, those people were talking about. You've yes said and that, no. I mean, but I, I, I would it. not take a child to this film. I wouldn't. It's it's I, uh, the the concepts are a little. But I was a, hey on, on my sixth on my sixth sixth birthday I got taken to the Keaton Batman movie. It was pretty dark. It can be. It can be. I mean, I watched Joker it wasn't Fry, dude. White like this. I mean, it wasn't like. <laughs> Martha Kent is about to be burned alive. Joker literally burned a guy to death, set him on fire, and then talked to his smoldering skeleton and told him, I'm glad you're dead, while straightening his tie. I don't know what to tell you, man. That is a <laughs> really good rebuttal. <laughs> At no point in Batman v a Superman did I see anything that screwed up. <laughs> and as a six-year-old, I was just like sitting there grinning from ear to ear like, yes, okay. But at least that was a bad guy doing it to a good guy, in theory. No, I, it was a bad guy doing it to another bad guy. Oh, that was a bad guy. Uh, all right. As he's so, smoldering. In, uh, sorry. In bad guy land, bad guys can do things to, to bad guys, and that's fine. I, I just, I would have so much trouble explaining this to a, a, a child. I, See, I, I had, don't think right, so. I like, ran into a, a situation a few days ago where uh, I had my nephew come over. It's about He's five years old. Late five, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And I had the like DC Comics encyclopedia just sitting out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, he grabbed it and just opened it to a page. Mm-hmm. 
with no context whatsoever. Like, he knows about some of these characters. This is the same kid who has uh, an 18-inch Joker figure that apparently he beats up on occasion because Uh that's what you're supposed to do to the Joker, and I couldn't be more proud. Sure. Um, At least he's not hugging him and saying, you're my friend. Right. That would be weird. No, he he knows what you're (laughs) supposed to do to the Joker when you see him. That's fine. That's great. I'm Mm -hmm. very proud. Um, He opened it up, and it was... It was um, not Jason Blood, but um, Brother Blood. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a, it was like a, it was a, a picture of of Brother Blood with like blood dripping from his hands, and and the poor kid was asking me like, why does he have blood on his hands? And I was having trouble really explaining it to a five year old, like, well, because he's kind of he's kind of developed like a, a religion kind of thing where he kind of um and. I, I come from a religious family, so I, me trying to describe that like that was a religion was. I was going off on a bad mark there because I couldn't possibly explain to him mm, that that there it, are alternate religions. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it got very strange very fast. And and after after a minute, I found myself trying to say like, well, he he kind of uses uh, he uses rituals to to make the blood seem important. It, it's kind of he used it to intimidate people. It, it got really weird really fast. Me trying to explain what this character because yeah. he just opened it up and he was like, "Why does he have blood on him? I don't understand." But you went too deep with it. He, you, he's like, "He has blood on him. Why does he have blood on him?" You go because he's a bad guy and he hurts people. I actually tried that first. It <laughs> was the first thing I tried and it did not pass. The kid would not have it. He was like, what well, is but that? yeah, but why does he have all the blood dripping? Why does it have to be blood?" I was, Ugh. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me let me regroup. I, I gotta I say, man. Do it. Here's the thing. You know, I've heard of these troubles, man. As a kid, I never had that. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, this bad guy. Of course he has blood. Of course he does. Like I'd watch Star Trek too, and I'm like, <laughs> of course Kirk has blood on his tunic. That kid just died. He stayed at his station. Like I don't. It didn't even ever occur to me that this was like morose or no. You're right. I should have just said. I, I should have just said. He's a guy who uh, uh, tries to be in charge of other people, and he has blood on him because he just killed a, a, a bad person. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, you're right. That 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 helps me. I, I should have tried that instead. It's just like you know, certain times. No, instead, I just I tried my best for that. about two and a half very phallic minutes, minutes, and and completely failed and confused the kid <laughs> more, I think, than when he'd opened the book and just opened it to another page and went, "So here's Batman." And he went, "Batman." Right, right. And then See, he ran off yeah. and started playing with my dog because my dog was more fascinating than Batman at the moment. And I, I, sure, that happens. I was at a loss, man. <laughs> Your dog's very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I was a kid, I was just like, I was all about the, I mean, I, it didn't, you know, I'm sitting there laughing because, you know, Joker just fried a dude and as he's like fanning him off, looks over at the rest of the mobsters standing there with their mouths agape and goes, Antoine got a little hot under the collar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like six years line. old. This is like sitting there like cracking up and like <laughs> Nicholson's cracking up at his own line, you know? So it's just, it is a wonderful line. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he just, he just like took over this entire group of, this entire group of gangsters by frying their boss. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not camp, but it's also delightful. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think it depends on the kid, but and how you've raised the kid thus far. 
I wasn't bothered by it. Uh, I know my, my youngest sister, Brittany, was scared of the Joker for a really long time when she was a little kid. Eh, happens. She loved Batman. She just she couldn't do Nicholson's Joker. Loved Hamill's Joker. Even though sometimes Hamill's Joker got a little creepier. But it was just a thing. I don't know. You never know. Everybody's you different. You really never know. <laughs> but, you know, again, you know, this, I think it's another one of those situations where it's like, you know, kids back in the day used to watch, you know, cowboys and Indians shooting at each other. And now people are like, oh, you can't show a kid guns. Turn him into a psychopath. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Not all of them. Just the ones who are going to be psychopaths anyway, I, I suspect. <laughs> Whatever. <coughs> I have no filter or censorship. <laughs> I just don't. Whatever. I don't. Show the children the violence. I'm good. The gauntlet now, of animated slash live action violence. Yeah. Now, I mean, as far as the like the the uh, philosophical themes in Batman v Superman, no, absolutely, the kids aren't going to understand that. They're not going to care. A chance. Well, they're not going to understand it. Most of the adults I know didn't understand it. So, anyway, <laughs> I there's, I think there's I, not a chance of a pre adolescent really getting kind of the some of the deeper concepts that are happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's and plenty of some Batman of the deeper out there concepts for you to watch. that are happening are are what we thought were good about the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it 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 was a different kind of film that way. Like we we liked that. We liked the subtlety of it. And if if, mm-hmm. if you can't get that, you can't get that. And that's where a lot of the heart of the film is for me. Like that's where the spine is. I guess um, I should yeah. say is the the deeper philosophical uh, explorations. And um, I I don't know how to tell a seven year old to go watch this film with deeper philosophical explanations. I right. I can't get behind that. <laughs> Why is Lex and, angry? Well, but you see, belief can drive a man to lots of things. Yeah, because anyway. sometimes omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence may necessarily promote the idea of evil. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in about 13 years. Or right now, watch X-Men. People fear what they don't understand. Listen to this, six-year-old. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump on, move on down the line. Please. By the way, I think that Jeff Johns, if if there is anything going on, it's probably a positive thing. I'm hoping it is, but I think it's all been the same thing. I don't think anything's really changing very much. Um, we are sponsored by Loot Crate. Mm, the Loot Crate. I don't know. I don't know what this month's because uh, the 19th has passed, and I don't know what the next thing is. Aww. But Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for Epic Geek and Gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you can get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that is it. You're it's, you're done. It's over. Yeah. Say goodbye Which is past now, and I know we were, we were uh, late on our uh, TV reviews, but that would not have helped you. You should already that have done it. That would not have helped you. You should have already done it. That's, that's, that's over. Anyway, uh, make sure to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter the code giant size team up to save $3 on any new subscription, man. They're going to have you covered, man. They've got, that's any new subscription. They have different kinds of boxes even. So you can go get like genre fed boxes. Like nice. our buddy, Brandon, he gets like a horror box every month and it's pretty <laughs> wild. He does. So he and gets he a couple of them. them. He gets a couple of them, actually. Um, but yeah, anyway, that'll uh, that'll help us out. It'll help you out. Save you three bucks. I mean, and you're going to get a lot of cool stuff. Anyway, moving back on to the news. See, that didn't hurt. No. It's like a, 
It's like one of those tiny band-aids on an area of your skin that has no hair. It's fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You hit it so, up. Uh, yeah. guess who got confirmed as the dead Robin from PBS? Jason Todd. That is correct. Uh, the WB Studio Tour Hollywood guy, John, confirmed in a uh, video on Facebook uh, that it was Jason Todd. He says, this was... Uh, this is one of the big things from Batman v Superman right across this way. The Jason Todd Robin suit spray painted on the front. Ha ha. The jokes on you, Batman. Those of you that know the storyline know what happened to this Robin comic book fans unite. Why? Thank you, John. That's exactly I mean, what we wanted to hear. I mean, dear God, I'll, I'll take the confirmation from wherever it may come, <laughs> but, right. um, come on. We knew that we did. All right, I say that so, knowing that there's like a 70% chance that we knew that and a 30% mm-hmm. chance that they were fucking with us. But All right, still is. Oh my God, it had to be Jason Todd. It kind of does. It's like you're, you're playing Arkham Knight and you, you get through it and come on, you know, you know. Once, once, you know. Uh, once JT hits video game status. <laughs> He's fair game. Hello, friend. Welcome to the public lexicon. <laughs> Damn straight. You're, you're in the minds of millions now. Especially in that franchise, it sold well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, jumping over to Suicide Squad. Hit it. The Suicide Squad was screened at uh, Century 25 Theaters uh, in Union City, California. Mm. And, um, yeah, man. So far, really good reviews on Twitter. Um, Nikon Gamers had got to watch an early screening of Suicide Squad, and it was actually pretty great. Um, Starkiller Ultra said, saw Suicide Squad today. It met my expectations. Can't wait for the actual release. Uh, Gleek Moonwalker said, I recommend everyone go see Suicide Squad in August. It is a pleaser. You will be surprised. I'm not that, I wouldn't be that surprised. It looks amazing. No. All Real Lex said, saw a free first screening of Suicide Squad. He could have meant those as two different concepts. It is great and you'll be surprised at what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, could be. And I, I believe that's probably what he meant, just because I expect to have some kind of fucking turn happen on me somewhere in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, They've kept yeah. such good raps on it. Yeah, but all, all real Lex is saying saw a free first screening of Suicide Squad. The movie was amazing. All the characters were played incredibly well. Hashtag yeah. recommended. Uh, I mean, they just go on and on like this. Uh, just got out of test screening. This is the movie that should have launched the DCEU. Perfect filmmaking. Breathtaking. Margot Robbie was just a perfect Harley Quinn. My God, just perfectly crazy. Will Smith was an amazing Deadshot. There's one I didn't think I'd hear. I so, thought um, you would. I you thought I would. Yeah, I thought you would. I thought you know. I have be more I've... along the lines of Will Smith was an amazing Will Smith. No, no, no. That's the problem <laughs> you've had. The problem I've had is, is yeah, that there hasn't yeah. been enough Will Smith in things. You know, I'm sa- I'm kind of sad to say it, but I would have almost rathered him been in in uh, Independence Day Resurgence. I, I do admit I, I will miss him in that movie because I cannot possibly stop myself from watching that movie. I know. Me either. Just and can't. I know they like they basically relegated his character to being like well they kinda have those like his son is gonna like take up the thing. Yeah. And uh Your dad but, was like, the bravest man I ever knew. Yeah. He they killed him off like on a website. Oh. They're like you know, on the resurgence website they're like, Oh yeah, he died like during a test flight of one of the alien vessels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, he went through which a lot is, of stuff just to get killed off that way. Yeah, it's a little bit lame. but um, Which I feel like was their way of saying, screw you for wanting too much money, Will Smith. That probably <laughs> would happen, yeah. <laughs> just anyway. hugely probably would happen. I'll watch him as Deadshot, and I'll be like, okay. I mean, that's There's the also the option that everyone else uh, 
and and their time restraints meant that they couldn't get Will Smith. And yeah. maybe Will wanted to do it, even for that money they were offering him, but it, it just couldn't be done in that time because of Suicide Squad and whatnot. And that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but I'm actually excited about it being Deadshot, so I'm I'm okay with that. Hmm. So, uh, what's what's that asshole's name in Brave and the Bold? The uh, Equilibrium guy. What's his name? Oh, shit. His actual name? I don't know. Is it No, no. What, what was he called? Was he called Equilibrium? I- Equilibrium. For some reason, I didn't think he was. Oh, Equinox. Um, Equinox. No. That's it. Equinox. Was it Equinox? I thought so. Once you said it, it made perfect Continue sense. Continue your story, and I will anyway. tell you if you're wrong. That character must be screwing around with some things because while we get all these amazing reviews for Suicide Squad, there are all these, I would say, an equal amount of... Equinox? There's an equal amount of articles coming out saying Suicide Squad reshoots need to fix the ending. Apparently, uh, Warner uh, Warner Brothers is uh, still working to smooth out the third act of the Suicide Squad to make sure that the expectation of the audience is not only met but exceeded. Um... Yeah, lots of negative uh, negative articles about Suicide Squad. It, it, I, it's getting harder and harder to say that there's not some sort of conspiracy at work. Like, there are some real DC detractors going on. No. It's just ridiculous. I haven't seen this much crap about Marvel, like, ever. I it's haven't, but at the same time, I see... I gotta, I gotta admit, the percentages are bearing out. Like, I hear some... I hear some shit about the Marvel movies, but percentage-wise, mm-hmm. the the reviews that come in that are negative versus the fan reaction that's negative seems to be kind of uh, pretty relative. And mm-hmm. with DC, unfortunately, that's that's been the same. Um, that that's actually been the same. Like the critics were all over the place, but I haven't talked to a single person personally, uh, webbly. I I haven't talked to anybody that didn't have some very polarized uh, opinion of the last few DCEU movies. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess at this point we're just talking about Man of Steel and BVS. But, right. man, I, it's been all over the place. But to, to my experience, the, the fan reaction actually fix it, uh, it fits it. I, I, I don't know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there's just, you know, there's a lot of, it seems like there's a lot of negativity for, uh, and, for DC. Like, they don't even want it to try. No, like we've we've had what? Tell me if I'm wrong. We've had three trailers for BVS and three trailers for Suicide Squad. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, BVS uh, first trailer. Yeah, let's do this. Second trailer. Absolutely, oh, let's do this. Yeah. Third trailer. What the hell? Oh, I'm counting a different one as the, uh, the second trailer and third trailer. Um, yeah, that second trailer was as you're counting it. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah. Um. Suicide Squad, I was thinking though. of the teaser trailer as the first trailer. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, the Armageddon trailer. The one where I'm... Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. The Doomsday trailer, I mean. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, was the one that I'm I'm discounting. Where we yeah. all went, oh, shit. Like, there was a shiver of fear in your spine where he went, oh, crap. This may not be the movie I wanted. Uh-huh. But it came back with the third trailer, and that's fine. But it, it had look, a... Uh, to it, be it, clear, it's never the movie I want. Almost ever. Yeah. Like, the movie I want on any given franchise, like... And that's true of everything. Like for and for everyone, I think there are there's a portion of the movie going audience who I think sits down and goes, "Huh, oh, I'm open to whatever they give me," or I just want to see what the hell they're gonna do. But I think a fair amount of people have ex- preconceived notions, they have expectations, things they want to see in that movie. And I think you know whether or not they enjoyed it is just based on how much of that actually got, how deep that is, and how much of that actually got seen. 
No, that's hugely, I think, what happened with this uh, with this movie, with BVS, is, and I've talked about this, it, it had to do with your expectations going in. Mm-hmm. You decided to spend the time and money in your life to go in to see this thing, and you, if you were okay with multiple versions of this character, and, you know, that's kind of a long shot, because this is not like in the movie that you were just presented these are not the the most normal versions of these character by a long shot they're validated mm-hmm. uh, like they're precedented but they're not the most common versions that like in in the the common schema the common uh, mindset they're not the most normal versions at all right um and if you were okay with with uh taking a turn down a different path for a second that was fine but if you were expecting something and didn't get it you were just objectively disappointed and i understand same time if you could kind of roll with it and go okay well this this could be fun too that's fine but and this is the the great failure of the movie to me Um, Mm -hmm. and i really did enjoy the movie for its own reasons but the great failure of the movie to me in a meta way was that s did not stand for hope it did not tell you to hope for the next movie it didn't tell you to to go out and watch the justice league and that is what that, uh, that that's what that s stands for and Honestly, like Batman, for the most part, stands for discipline. But when you look just a little bit further, he's hope too. Like that's the reason they're the best friends. That's the reason they're the reason they're the world's finest. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't give you that in this movie, and that's kind of where the movie failed as far as meeting audience expectations to me. I also I think it failed in a large way in give they gave the audience too much or the mainstream audience too much credit. Um, there were plenty of fan reviews saying, "Oh my god, this was amazing." But when I would talk to your average Joe and I talked to like probably seven or eight of these people just randomly on the street who I saw wearing a Batman shirt, I'd be like, oh man, you, you down for Batman v Superman? They're like, I just don't understand why they're fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. That was a huge thing. Like everyone kept going. So why are they fighting though? They're supposed to be both good guys. They're, they're both good guys, right? Ultimately. Yes. But they didn't like the, the main failure of the movie was it didn't give you enough reason to expect both of these people to be good guys on the same side in the future. I, it, it it was intending to set up the rest of the universe, and it did a good job with setting up the universe in certain ways, mm-hmm. but making you think that you're going to be able to trust Superman to be, like, the guy you looked up to when you were... Like, like for me, when, it, when I was three years old, I, I couldn't imagine someone I, I should expect to be. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was That was the... He he really was. He was Superman. That was that was who I was supposed to be. That's mm-hmm. on my best day. I I could hope to you know catch his curtail. You know, um, yeah. And with Batman, like it's the same thing. Like that's that's a superhuman version. But Batman's like he's the apex of human conditioning. You're 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 hoping that you could possibly be someone who has this much faith in humanity if only you tried. And the fun part about Batman is a lot of versions they actually make a point out of it that he knows he's fighting a, a failing battle. Like, mm-hmm. He knows he'll never win this. Absolutely. But he's going to fight anyway. And for Superman it's the never-ending battle, right? Mhm. Like uh, they're they're these tragic figures that stand for hope and that uh, as much as I love the film for what it did as far as the philosophy of it and expounding parts of philosophy of it and exploring the deep and dark parts, it didn't get any of that across. Yeah. I mean, there you have to have headcanon to get it across, and you have to have hope. Like, that's the meta part. You have to have hope in the actual films to get that across eventually because that's kind of the... Uh, emotionally, that's what I connect with, and uh, I intellectually, I'm so into these 
uh, concepts and figures and characters that I, I, I love what they did with that, but mm-hmm. I, I want them to get into the hope part because that's the part that's going to make me, you know, choke up in a, a theater seat somewhere. But that, yeah. that, that wasn't what you got when you went to the theater. And me that's too, except not in that hokey way, like the Supergirl finale. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't need an actual speech about hope. I need you to actually show me hope. Right. Um, yeah, I need, and come on, I hate to do it, but like Marvel with like, I need Groot. You know, I I need something like that. That's yeah. that's hope. We are Groot. We are Groot. So yeah, I, and I think they're gonna get there. I, I do. I really do have hope they're gonna get there because the characters cannot help getting there. This is the thing, like I'm not one of the reasons I'm not down on these films is because I have so much faith in the concept of these characters that I don't think the people making them could possibly fuck it up. Oh, I, I've seen too I much, think on man. Their, I think they could totally No, no, could. no. I honestly, I, I have so much faith in the actual fiction of it that I think the fiction will fix reality. That's, that's a that tall order, That may be man. my problem. That is your yeah, problem. Absolutely. And yeah, Batman absolutely and Robin maybe. will drain that shit from you faster than fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's how much faith I have in the actual characters, though. I think they will, like, reveal themselves to the, to the people that are uh, trying to limit the 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 hope aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get there. I really think we're gonna get there. See, you know, and I don't want to be wrong because it will look, hurt me as a human. The Superman sacrifice at the end of PVS, man, that was all about. That was the hope, man. That was the that was the S. Yes. That was the S yes actually showing that up. That was Superman. Um, and yeah, he looked moody and grumpy a lot of the movie, and he was like thinking maybe maybe he doesn't have the right to interfere. Um, but yeah, I mean. Why can't we make Superman a little moody? Why can't we, you know, actually make him? He should just all be smiles and winks the whole, you know, for the rest of existence. He should have a right. little bit. And by the way, everybody loves injustice. I don't know why everyone's upset because Superman's totally the bad guy in that shit. In that shit, he's just a bad <laughs> dude. He's gone nuts. Um, it was a good game and it was a cool concept. And they uh, they used the like you killed Lois and your unborn. Son mm-hmm. or daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's hard to start with. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I I think it's uh, I don't think they've done anything so egregious as to elicit any kind of hatred. Not really. I mean, they're getting rid of Goyer. It looks like I can't really ask for much more at this point. Yeah, give me that's a couple a more sign. movies and I'll get back to you. That's a good sign. Anyway, um, Cara Delevingne uh, has been talking about auditioning on Suicide Squad for her role as Enchantress. She said that she uh, met with David Ayer at a hotel in London. Instead mm-hmm. of uh, talking to her about Suicide Squad, he showed her photos of amazing, enlightened, powerful, and evil women. Uh, then they talked. <laughs> they then talked about addiction, mental illness, and uh, she said that was pretty interesting. And um, then the second time she met him was at his house in Los Angeles, and he asked her to read a scene from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Hmm. Um Apparently that was her favorite play, and she had acted in it when she was uh, 17. And uh, she said, somehow when we were doing the scene, I became livid. I hadn't felt rage like that in years, and then I got the part. <laughs> she was uh, she was one of the ones who got her part early. Um, there was no Good script job, for Air. Suicide Squad yet. huh? Good job, Air, though. Yeah. He had his concepts. He asked her to do something she knew. So if she didn't do the things she already knew well, come on. 
She said, uh, when I, she got the part, like David asked me to go and try to find a forest. And if it was a full moon, get naked and walk through the woods with my feet in the mud, which I did, <laughs> even though there, there wasn't a full moon, but I howled like a wolf. She said, yeah, that's weird, yeah, man. That's weird, but that's strange enough to be kind of exciting. It is in a separate interview. She, uh, she described Enchantress as being uh, as an ancient sorceress, a feral being. She's been trapped for so long and now she's finally let out. All right. That makes me think even more that this is the bad guy of the movie. Yeah, it really does. She's been my, my favorite vote for a minute. Mm hmm. So, uh, you want some exciting news about Rocksteady and, uh, of course I do. <laughs> and the Arkham games. Uh, of course I do. They are releasing return to Arkham, which is Arkham Asylum and Arkham City remastered in HD. They're cleaning up the graphics, re-releasing them for uh, Xbox One and PS4. And it includes all the DLC ever released, also remastered in HD. Of course. So you can pre-order those at BatmanReturnToArkham.com. Nice. I thought that was pretty nice. Moving over to television, Supergirl, it has been confirmed, to cross over with every damn body. Yes, sir. CW boss Mark Pedowitz confirmed that they are going to do a big-ass four-part, I guess four-part, crossover event with Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. It's going to be our biggest crossover event, he says. That's awesome. I was hoping that would happen. Uh, so, there you we, go. Like we, we have openly hoped for that. <laughs> yep. This is just a giant, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now the bad news. Now the bad no. news. Calista Flockhart might not be staying with Supergirl. What? No! 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 They're trying to keep her, but uh, no. they're in talks. They're in talks, I'll say that. But she lives in L.A. with Harrison Ford. She doesn't want to move to Vancouver. So, well, uh, of course she doesn't want to move, but no. Yeah. Squadcast, no. actually. Suicide Squadcast uh, talked a lot about this. Um, they are talking about how uh, on starting at SG-1 when... Uh, Richard Dean Anderson, I think that's his name, um, MacGyver, when he yeah. <laughs> when he wanted to be closer to his kids <laughs> or whatever, like they they kind of, he started pulling out of the show a little bit, and they would just like shoot all of his scenes at once, and then he could go home, and they would shoot around him. They might do that with Calista Flockhart. I kind of hope they don't, but um, I mean, it is a it is a thing I've heard about for years. No, it it happens. It happens all the time. You'd... It does. And, you know, I I don't know. Maybe Calista Flockhart will, you know, stick with the show. She's a good... I'll say this. She is a good addition to the show. She's one of the bright spots of the show, but I also worry that they lean on her a little bit for as a crutch. Instead of... Like, once they found that she was so good, or they, they probably already knew. She's Calista Flockhart. But once they already knew, like, I, knew, I think they've she's, been leaning she, on yeah, her a bit. She's, she's damn good. And... That might be kind of the optimistic way to look at it as, well, maybe you've been leaning on her being really damn talented. <laughs> and right. um, maybe you can take this opportunity to make it a really cool show that like intertwines with the rest of the shows that you're now just absolutely dug into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no close to Flockhart. And that's a big name to have on a show. If she doesn't, like, look, I want her back too. But if she doesn't come back they might be able to throw a little more time to other characters who need it a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not the end of the world. It's just, um, I really have, I, I really have enjoyed her. Yeah. I enjoy her. I enjoy her on the show. She, so every uh, episode we've ever done where we covered Supergirl, there's been like 
at least one line where we we said, okay, this was the funniest thing that happened all episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I wouldn't even mind if they like kind of pushed if she left and they pushed Max Lord to be more of that character, like because he's funny too. But if he can be. Uh, last half of the season, at least, he proved he can be. They like filled that hole with him, and then even though they've been kind of hinting that he would like to fill that hole, um, <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. But Jim, <laughs> um, yeah, they I think they could really deal with him doing that, being that kind of a character to replace Flockhart. I don't know. They actually we'll did see. give themselves an out though. Uh, they removed her from Cat Grant's like immediate presence mm-hmm. and and cat essentially told her find your own way they don't have to have her in every episode they don't they she, really her don't. i mean job it, is nothing now she can do whatever yeah, the hell her, she wants she can write this thing from scratch like in a way that white room which is hilarious mm-hmm. um with endless possibilities yay for symbols mm-hmm. was um kind of god it was it was really clever on their part like they 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 can just say that she has her own uh, setup. We can bring in Cat Grant for a couple things to uh, help set up that that she's autonomous now and um, be able to actually not have a show that has to have her more than a few scenes mm-hmm. the entire series or at least season. Yeah, I mean, if they want to, it'd be sad if it came to that. But yeah, yeah, because ah, she was so good, yeah. so good. So. uh... CEO Leslie Moonves is uh, saying that, uh, surprisingly, it's great to own two networks. <laughs> He's saying Supergirl fits better on the CW. If it, if they didn't go there, we would have probably taken Supergirl back. Um, Glenn Geller, president of uh, CBS Entertainment, saying basically the same thing. He says, it's a win-win since we co-own the CW. We worked out a great deal. And who would say we wouldn't have picked it up had it not gone to the CW? I'm, you know, I'm happy for that, you know, but at the same time. I'm I'm a little bit annoyed that two people, two these two fat cats are going. Hey, by the way, little people, it's great to own two networks. <laughs> um. I, I, I'm more annoyed by the <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. You you told CW to take this show, and CW uh-huh. was happy to have this show, but you 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 couldn't get it for the price you wanted, so you sent it to CW. Uh huh. Don't act all proud that you own two networks and that was possible now because you don't have to go through a bunch of lawyers to get property rights. No, mm-hmm. you you didn't get the views you wanted on CBS. So mm-hmm. you threw it over. Yeah, yeah. I much more trust the CW's, uh, what was it, the CEO saying like, oh, we're proud to have it. Yeah, you're proud to have it because that, yeah. that's going to be a huge view for you. Like, Well, they actively they came about... out and said that they wish they hadn't given it up in the first place. Damn straight. So. Um, would have been a huge coup for them, frankly. Well, I say that, but CW might not have gotten the the pull that CBS had to. Like, maybe it was a good ad lead to to actually have it over there for a season, uh, <laughs> just to get the people back. But like six and a half, seven million people a week for CBS is no big damn deal. For CW, it's a huge fucking deal. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh... not. I'm not I'm not impressed by the the corporate speak on it. I'm not either. I don't know. I'm annoyed. I'm just annoyed with them. But anyway, I'm glad that they would have would have had a home anyway. They probably would have. They say renewed it. If yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, they can't say the other thing. That's why I'm calling bullshit. Is they I can't say. Well, we would have canceled if CW wanted to take it. The hell. The hell uh, do you say? Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, they may not have canceled it. You don't know. No, but they can't say they would have canceled it. That's my uh, problem. Well, yeah, I guess they can't. 
that, I mean, they may not have actually done it, but they can't say, well, we were going to cancel anyway. Glad CW took it. Thanks for taking our dregs, other <laughs> network that we own. <laughs> Never going to happen. I don't think that was the case. I don't think anyone ever went, hey, thanks for taking our dregs. I don't think it really was the guy. I think that it was the right decision to move it over. I just, that, like, yeah. he can't possibly have said anything other than what he said. That's probably true, yeah. The alternative is absolute nonsense. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Oh, so uh, not officially, but the uh, Powerless trailer has been released. It's been leaked, I should say, really. It's out there. It's out there. Uh, you want to talk about it? I I went to the YouTubes. Uh, yeah, I went to the YouTubes. And I, um, I found it funny. Okay, well, um, there were some good bits in it. I loved Alan Tudyk, the evil boss, reading Lex Luthor's autobiography. That's pretty great. Um, I was less interested in the whole Vanessa Hudgens stands up to, you know, the superhero. Who was it? <laughs> Crimson Fox. Crimson Fox. That's right. I kept wanting to think... Like, I don't know. I had like three different names in my head that were combining. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Crimson Fox. You know, you don't hate me for that. It's such a low level character, guys. Come on. Come but, on. Um, Come on. I uh, I loved the demigod thing with Wonder Woman. Like that was fantastic. Is you know Wonder Woman dropped a building on somebody or whatever or something? Is that a, an act of God? That was fun. Um, or whatever it was. Yeah. I did not laugh at all. During the I want to nail Aquaman so bad thing, I kind of didn't find a lot of it funny. Like, I'm not sure yet. Like, even the Danny Pudi delivery, uh, delivery, utility belt with the uh, fanny pack wasn't funny to me. There were a couple, I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is most assuredly all from the pilot. Yeah. So far, I'm really on the fence with what, I mean, you know, pilots are never the best thing ever, but. Rarely. Yeah. Um,. I liked a lot of where they were going with it, though. Like they're they're going to do a physical humor. They're mm-hmm. clearly willing to explore like the the nuance of uh, what a hero is. Like the the thing about the demigod with Wonder Woman is just fucking on point. Mm-hmm. Um, taking weird characters that no one's ever going to touch, like Crimson Fox. Yeah, <laughs> who the fuck do about that? I do kind of like the Clark Kent character that they all think is Green, or that some yeah, of them think is all, Green Lantern. And by the way, um, I I forget what her name is. I always forget what her name is. Um, oh, she did something on Netflix recently that it's not Hall and Oates, but it, it sounds like it. I'm, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to her. Uh, ukulele girl. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't. I don't... I know just I, enough like, to I know feel, that I don't know. I feel terrible for not knowing her name because she's so damn talented that I, I damn well should. Mm-hmm. But that woman has never failed to make me laugh. I, I, I didn't realize she was actually going to be on the show, and I could not be happier to uh, know that she is. Especially having a, a good enough scene to be telling everyone, like, no, he's not Green Lantern. I hit him in the back with a chair. <laughs> yeah. You failed science. You failed science in that scene. I, I, yeah, I, I like the the show is gonna have physical humor. It's gonna have a little bit of of intellectual DC humor, as far as um, mm. like the Demigod thing is a, a pretty good shout out for anybody. I refuse to think that Alan Tudyk and Danny Pewter are gonna fail me, and I I really don't know Vanessa Hudgens from Eve, but 
don't think I've ever actually seen her in anything. For God's sake, I don't know who she is. But she seems she was in a high school musical. With... That's what I know. <laughs> That's yeah. I IMDb her for half a second. Went uh huh. Okay, sure. I've never seen any of these things. But um, she she seemed to be like she's playing the straight guy. So uh-huh. um. <sighs> She seemed to be doing an okay job with it. I, I I don't think I'm gonna look back and go, oh, she screwed this show up. I think I'm gonna look back and go, yeah, she did a great job. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of fans have been like, oh, not her, just because they're like, oh, what a high school musical thing. I'm like, dude, she's done other shit, man. She's done other shit. I don't know I, it, but what, she's done like, it. What did she? Do? Uh, you saw her for 45 seconds. Please, people who knee-jerk reactioned and said Vanessa Hudgens, what did she do wrong in these 45 seconds or a minute that she was on screen? Please tell me. that She the tone, seemed to act the part just fine. Yeah, I mean, the tone of the show seems a little uh, cheesy, but uh, well, especially sure. all the, like, she's a hero in her own right. The, that, that, that being said, we've, we've ranted about Andy Richter controls the universe this week. That's true. Andy Richter's amazing. You, you just have to make me laugh enough, and that amount of cheese will, will be fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so far, I mean, I'm going to watch the hell out of it, but, I mean, so far, yes, we are. so far, I'm, you know, not altogether enthusiastic about it, but that may change. I don't know. I felt the same exact way about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that is my favorite comedy on television right now. It is amazing. Right? <laughs> so, moving along. Stephen Amell, I know we, I know we said that if Stephen Amell says it and leaks it, it's, it's fair game, right? Sure. Yeah. No, okay. No, yeah. Okay. Well, this is gonna put it to the test, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a, an interview with TV Line at the uh, CD, CW Upfronts, <laughs> and uh, well, this is what he said, talking about the finale. He says it's the biggest one yet. He says it feels more like a season finale next week as opposed to last year, which almost felt like a little bit of a series finale. But next week's finale's good. It has, a, I think, a lot of the closure that people are looking for and enough questions and teases for season five that people will be excited. We have a scene that is really unlike anything we've ever done on the show, certainly with me as Oliver and not just speaking to the team, but speaking to Star City. We do that a little bit in the premiere where I announce myself as the Green Arrow and there is a bit of a callback to that in the finale and then the next step of that evolution. Okay, that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. And that would tie in, though, to, to him saying, um, like, why did Dark, uh, how was Dark able to give these people more hope than we ever mm-hmm. did? Yeah. And it was it was a really cool moment um, in season, that was season three, right, where he, he says, I'm the Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was, that was really pretty cool. Yeah. And, now, uh... you know, Roy taking... You know, taking the the hit for that that was that was actually pretty good TV too. It's nothing to take away from it, but um, this could be fun. This could be really fun. Yeah, could be. Um, he also hints at season five. Um, Amel does. He says, "I've heard that our big bad, our villain, is something that you can really only do once you're in the fifth, sixth, or seventh season of a TV show. As far as I know, they don't have superpowers. I'll tell you that." Hmm. Right. Um, hmm. so CW at the upfronts released this synopsis of Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow that are, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, this is for the season five. Um, after a violent shipwreck, billionaire playboy Oliver Queen was missing and presumed dead for five years before being discovered alive on a remote island in the North China Sea. He returned home to Star City, bent on righting the wrongs done by his family and fighting injustice. 
As the Green Arrow, he protects his city with the help of former soldier John Diggle, computer science expert Felicity Smoke, his vigilante-trained sister Thea Queen, former police captain Quentin Lance, and brilliant inventor Curtis Holt. But sinister players with a connection to Oliver's past, eh, there's Russia, will push Mm -hmm. the team to its breaking point, threatening everything Oliver's worked for and his legacy as the Green Arrow. So, yeah. That, uh... Sounds like a pretty good, uh, about what I expected for season five. Yeah. To be sounding like. Yeah. Um, now for the Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, when heroes alone are not enough, the world needs legends. Time traveling rogue Rip Hunter assembled a disparate group of both heroes and villains, inclu- <laughs> including Firestorm, Adam, White Canary, Captain Cold, and Heat Wave to confront an unstoppable threat. After saving the world, the Legends of Tomorrow now are charged with protecting time, the past, present, and future itself. This responsibility will take them across history, bringing them up against a threat unlike humanity has ever known. Okay, that sounds really similar to season one, but okay. Gotcha. I know, I know. But I don't know, like, see, before they were, like, going after Vandal Savage, now they're protecting time. So that makes me think of more of a quantum leap type of thing. Like, something's gone wrong with, like, the with no Time Masters and no Oculus. Rogue forces have decided to go and start screwing with history, so now they have to go and, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. Uh, Mark Guggenheim is saying that more DC characters are coming to Legends of Tomorrow. He says, we love the idea that the show is a gateway to the whole of the DC universe, and we have an actual opportunity to go to every corner of the DC universe anytime or any place that the story makes sense. Um, I also think Jonathan Sheck was an incredible hex. We disagree about that. And we were talking last night about doing another episode (laughs) with him already. He says, I will say that you will see even more DC characters in season two by a large margin. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, as uh, I mentioned, I think, over on the Legends of Tomorrow cast, Ciara Renee is leaving as a full-time cast member on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. So there's that as well. Um, That is all I have on news. Um, There was a bit where... I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the episode yet, but Yoda Hugh on Twitter uh, says MCU cast just finished watch. Uh, sorry, MCU cast uh, just called you out, son. They need to discuss Captain America: Civil War with you civilly, <laughs> uh-huh. as they put it. Um, he also said just watching, just finished watching BVS. Don't know what all the hate is about. Good film, not Civil War, good, but good film nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Yoda Hugh. Um, (laughs) well, Matt and I have talked about it. Uh, Matt called me and, uh, we are planning on doing some rough interpretation between the two of you. We, uh, Matt and I were talking about it and I think we are going to try to get together a crossover event sometime in the summer, uh, to have an impromptu and hopefully fun BVS versus civil war type of conversation for you guys um it the details have not been worked out he was about to play a show and i was busy myself so that happens. we are we're still we're still trying to keep in touch with that but um like it's so bad that neither one of us have kept up with our respective podcasts like apparently someone who listens to both shows <laughs> went and told matt hey they didn't like it they didn't like <laughs> civil war as much as they should have or something like i think i've used the f- it always feels like tattling somehow to me. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it's no, okay. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that we didn't like it. I, I, I enjoyed the hell of the film. It just, 
The fact it's of the matter perfect. is, I did. I, mean, I enjoyed it too. I just didn't like it very much. Like, look, man. Okay, that is I've, that is ambiguous phrasing. Look, but it, it, I know it's not perfect. Come on. Well, yeah, like, like it has flaws. There, I'm just saying it had bigger flaws than most Marvel movies do to me, and it has. And I that part I did is true enjoy. to me. Like it, it, it is not. It didn't seem as tight as a lot of the Marvel universe has seemed. Yeah, and you know, I had that being a few said, issues. I enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed the rest of the Marvel universe. It's just it, it, the the Marvel universe is biting off this giant fucking chunk of flesh, and man, it's a lot to yeah. keep up with. Sometimes you're gonna get bone in there. All I'm yeah. saying, all I'm saying is like I enjoyed it. And I'm Don't rooting get me for wrong. him. I am like, fucking rooting for him. This is no by no no stretch of the imagination a Batman and Robin situation. Uh, no, by no stretch is it a Dark Knight Rises situation, which I know some people are going to give me shit for saying that, but Dark Knight Rises was awful. It was an awful movie. Um, <laughs> Civil, like it just, it was plot wise. Uh, we've been into this, but Civil War, like, yeah, okay. I didn't enjoy it as much as other Marvel movies. That's like saying like, oh, I like, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups slightly less than Mar- uh, than, uh, you know, Reese's peanut butter eggs. Like, right, right. Like it was some of the texture was was a little bit off for me. Some of the things I didn't, you know, really care for. I mean, I have you know me not me saying I didn't enjoy Civil War that much. Or it was a it was a bore. Like uh, that's like, I mean, shit, man. I've lived in a time when Batman and Robin was the only thing we got, and it was it killed everything for a while. I mean, shit. I mean, Civil War was still better than I don't know every X Men movie. <laughs> I'm just saying we're spoiled. I liked all of it. I mean, uh, BVS, I, I liked a little more. That's not a bias or DC or anything. There are any number of Marvel movies. I'll tell you was better than BVS. And by God, that from the queen sequence to the air into the airport sequence was the best comic book movie. This ever happened ever in, no, in that, anything. That's, yeah. That is barring none. That is like, we're including everything that happened. The Avengers. Mm hmm. Honest to God, just everything involving Spider-Man in the Marvel and <laughs> the new Marvel universe. I, if they write that movie, though, he's getting his own film. If yeah. um, if they write Spider-Man the way they wrote Queens to uh, like through the airport, that mm-hmm. will be the best thing that's ever happened in all of Caped and Caldum. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said last week, that airport is like the the best we got of Spider-Man already. Civil War is the best Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. Ever happened. Ever. And, Damn it, I hate it for Garfield. Yeah, I know, but, you know, it is what it is. Especially when he was Peter Parker, he was doing a pretty good job, but... GTFO, Garfield, I'm done. Sorry, buddy, I liked you, but come on, man. He he was actually pretty good at it. It, He was, but already... Oh, you pulled out a small knife, that's my weakness. The only thing, the only thing I've... What we've seen of this guy, like, I am happy to... Like, Garfield who? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, up against McGuire? Who's McGuire? Yeah, Garfield, but no, McGuire and, kid and what they're doing. They the absolutely MCU? start yeah. off. Goodbye. So this yeah. kid, this kid is absolutely oh, like he did but a good I job. Do. But more importantly, they wrote a great job. They did, but I do, I do a, a little bit. You know, my ego I'm is not, not done. involved. In I'm this. not done. I, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Look, it's not an ego issue here. I do want to. I do want to set something straight. The Marvel Universe guys, they're our friends. But they yeah they don't tell us what yeah. to do. <laughs> like why are you guys going to them and being like they didn't like a thing? You need to put them in check. They're not our parents. 
came from. <laughs> but yeah, um, we love those guys. But you know, yeah, we do, we do, we really do. They've never they, taken uh, a belt to us or made us pick out our own switch or anything. As uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, they razz us a bit. Matt actually specifically called me to tell us, like, by the way, on the new episode, we razzed you a bit, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have time to, to oh, you know, bring it. worry about it. But bring it. <laughs> we're gonna have some fun sometime this summer with uh, MCU guys, and maybe, uh, maybe after this last episode of Gotham, Matt will need to defend it again. I don't know. He'll come over <laughs> do it. Do it. We Gotham never did episode. do the the him defending Gotham. Well, it got to a point where we started liking it again. Yeah, it, it came back. So um... it came back, and now it's kind of drifting again. So. He can come over and tell us why Fish Mooney's amazing. That doesn't sound like... like, (laughs) It really wasn't... Like, it was coming back until the last episode. And and then it Mm -hmm. just kind of went a little burnt rubber on us. Well, the the Gotham kind of... Got applied. Yeah, Gotham kind of does things in spurts, though. It's like... Good for a while. I agree. Good for a while. Good for a while. Oh, now it's bad. Now it's real bad. Now it's real bad. That was good for a good time. When it's on a good run, you can count on about like four or five good episodes of holy shit. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. Thank you for taking me on this ride. And then there's a, oh my God, what have you done? What have you done? (laughs) Explain yourself. Right. I don't know what to do with it, man. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you want to wrap this show up, this episode? Run it up. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening to DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. Next week we'll be doing the season finales of The Flash, of Arrow, um, and Gotham. We will not have a news episode next week uh, as Jason is getting married and apparently he doesn't want to do a news episode on his honeymoon. I cannot. I literally uh, cannot afford it. Whatever. (laughs) Well, and now I've actually lost his phone call, so whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you'll call back or not because we were just wrapping up. Um, we are proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Um, oh, there's Jason. Whoop. Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, I just kept going without you. So, yeah. We are proud members, like I said, of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Um, if you'd like a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our buddies, Matt Carroll, Jeff Randall, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And you guys go over there and report to us what they're saying about us. Just <laughs> And, um, gosh, guys, um, Jason, did you want to defend yourself on, on actually not wanting to do a podcast while you were on your honeymoon? I, I For God's sake, no. <laughs> At least one person is going to be like, dude, why? I mean, why would he not want to? I'm sorry. I, I adore these properties, and I, 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 like, person to person could not express how much love I have for everyone who's ever downloaded one of our episodes, but mm-hmm. I have to protect the rest of my marriage. <laughs> I, I, that is understandable, sir. I am deeply sorry, but I'm going to fit in the season finales, but, but the news, the news next week has to go. Yeah, man. Hey, and man, I'm you making know, sacrifices. You know, you possibly know my... consequential sacrifices to actually be able to fit in the actual, uh, the, like the season finales. That is above and beyond, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. I mean, you know, some people. I I love the hell out of everyone who's actually listening to us talk at at, at any given point. But I 
Gonna have to call it our next week news. I, I can't make that one. Nah. But that means an extra long news episode the next week. So. Oh, the hell it is. And does. you're... <laughs> no, you're right anyway. We're gonna have to do two weeks of news. Alright, so yeah. expect like a two-hour news episode next week. Which will be great we because next. we're not gonna have like any shows after that. So, I mean, I mean, we will. We'll keep... We're, 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 we're sticking around, guys. I don't... I'm just mean like extravagance of news. The weekly shows are going to be gone, so it's not going to be like you know four or five episodes a week. Yeah. So uh, yeah, until we see each other again, until the season finale shows, keep some DC on your screen. Me 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 me, but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.